acceptance is important at this moment. And in also just remembering that as much as there's no uh, assurance that it's going to end, there's also no assurance that it's going to remain this way. Welcome back to the Gospel Coalition Africa podcast. Um, if you're joining us for the first time today, my name is Black Newborn and I'm your host. And on the other line, we have Sunny, who's been a guest on our podcast before. Yeah. Um, and today we're just going to be talking about, uh, I think, more the economic effects of COVID-19. Um, so obviously the coronavirus has hit our crowns, it, it's hit our streets and... Um, a lot of people are reacting in various ways, um, but I think more than the virus itself, uh, we're starting to notice that there's there's other effects, and one of them uh, being on our jobs. Um, and so for those who don't know who you are, Sunny, can you please tell us um, just briefly who you are and what you do? Hi, everybody. My name is Sunny Lissiwe Um I was born in Zambia raised between Johannesburg and Pretoria, um, and I am an actress living in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty dope. Um, you, you're not going to be acting anytime soon. <laughs> hey, you, well, not really, because, I mean, you know, I've got some stuff that I'm doing at home. I'm using this time as somewhat of a preparation, you know, uh. so that... When the time comes, I am, I'm ready. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, um, I think let's just start at the beginning. Uh, when when did you hear about the coronavirus? Where were you? What was happening? Um. Geez. Let me think. Um. Well, I think there had been talks about the coronavirus here and there, and I must say, I mean, I was hearing the word, but I wasn't really like you know, grasping what was going on. And, yeah. I mean, I think at the time that I first heard about it, I thought of it like um, Ebola, where, yeah, you know, it's a serious situation and there are people dying, but somehow I don't think it's going to affect me. So I yeah. don't actually need to talk about it, you know, and that's just me being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it really just made an impact on my life when, now, you know, so many people are dying and then also having a friend who is, you know, around those areas where it's like high risk. That's when I started yeah. to like engage with this. And then obviously with everything that has happened in South Africa, which felt like one week where everything just like shut down at the same time, you know? <laughs> and that's when I was like, oh, whoa, this is like real, real. Like I knew it was real, but I was like, yeah, this is like yeah. happening now, you know? So yeah, yeah. So I can say that I really engaged with it perhaps maybe like three weeks ago. Sure. Okay. Um, and, and, I, and I can safely say you're probably not the only one. Yeah. Um, a lot of us fall into that into that um, boat because most of us were like, oh, it's happening far away. It's not going to come here. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think, um, I mean, thank God that I think our government was more prepared because um, as as things were happening, they they took charge immediately and and kind of you know what I mean called everybody to order and put yeah. in, in place. I mean, but I, I was actually rest shocked us, by it. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm shocked yeah. at how they reacted to it. Um, sure. Yeah, but I guess that's another conversation altogether. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was saying just for the rest of us though, because um, you know what I mean. We we didn't think about the effects of this thing. We just thought of the biological or medical effects only. Um, but we we just didn't think about the the social economic effects of this thing. So I think most of us were kind of ill prepared. Um, so we didn't think that like it will affect our jobs or it's going to affect our our um, our social gatherings. It's not going to affect church. We didn't think through all those things. I don't think so individually. Um, but as as the government has obviously called um, um, a state of of emergency, um, we're seeing that now we need to okay start changing the way we're living. Start rethinking about how we do life. You know. Um, and so for you, uh, you obviously in the acting space, for, for somebody who doesn't know, can you run us through what, what that looks like? Do you get up in the morning and go act? Uh, do you wake up in the morning, go teach people to act? Just run us through what your career looks like. So I think this morning I had to realize that my career looks like a COVID-19 I feel like I'm in a constant state of COVID-19, you know? And the reason that I say that is because when I was thinking about all the precautionary measures that the government is telling us to make and what changes you have to make and, you know, the uncertainties of the future and how, you know, gigs are being cancelled or postponed, um, how, you know, income is, you know, going to fluctuate and, you know, maybe you'll go with income and maybe you won't. I was like, no, man, but this is like a day in the actor's life, in a South African artist's life. This is like, I'm trying to, I think the only thing when I was praying in the morning, the only thing that I was panicked about was the actual virus. I wasn't panicked about everything else because in the nature of my business, I'm used to these type of disappointments and having contingency plans and having a plan So like a day for me, a a day for me would be waking up, it would be praying, and it would be asking for God to, first of all, help me to stay in an emotionally sane place. Um, And then it would be planning ideas that may or may not come to pass. And if they do come to pass, it might not come with financial gain. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it would be going to my part-time job, Mm-hmm. And even that part-time job, you know, you're, you're hoping that it'll be able to carry you. But because it's part-time and because it has to do with art, uh, teaching drama at at um, private schools, that too, it, it's dependent on parents and whether so. they're putting their children into into drama because it's actually a luxury um, extramural activity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, um, my days are never, I don't have set days because things change in my days. Um, some days I wake up and I learn monologues. Um, other days I'm at auditions. Um, the next mm. day, you know, somebody could call me up and say, hey, I've actually got voiceover work, you know, for sure. you. Um, so my days, my days really belong to God. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but good. Um, I don't really have like a set like routine. I'm trying yeah. to develop that, but I think with my past and, and how emotionally draining this industry has been, I, I think this year I came into a place where I'm at the drawing board. You know, yeah, so yeah. some things definitely have been compromised. Like I, there were gigs that we had set up that were going to pay us. 
um, and that was set in stone and that we had already started. So I knew for a fact that from now until the end of August, there's going to be some sort of flow of money coming in. And that excited me. And in fact, this is the first time I've ever had such assurance, you know, Um, and then COVID-19 happened. When you say, when you say us, who's us? Oh, so so um, I am a co-owner and founder of the Movement RSA, which is a independent theatre um, company, and yeah. um, it's it's our speciality is bringing theatre um, or taking theatre, yeah, bringing theatre into unconventional spaces, and also yeah. making sure that the youth have access to theatre in a way that would be more comfortable for them. Sure. So so you mentioned two things. One, um, you you run the movement. So could we safely say that's a small business that you're running? Yes. Um, and then on the other side, you have your, your part, part-time gig, yes. which is teaching at the school. Um, yes. And so you obviously earning a wage from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but with those two things, I mean, I, I love how you beautifully described that, that COVID-19 is, is just another, another day for you Mm. um because just how unsettling the acting industry is yeah um but but even with that um i think i think there was still some hope outside of COVID 19 you know what i mean absolutely um yeah there was still some some way i mean you could leave your house you could go set up meetings you could set up appointments for for new business opportunities i mean um if i'm not mistaken you guys were 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 uh scheduled to to travel to cape town to do some work there um but now that that you're at home um and and that that's cancelled none of that income is coming Mm. um i think just what are your initial what were your initial feelings um you know what i mean so yes on a normal day when COVID 19 is not there you still like, yo, man, I need to trust the Lord. There's still some anxiety, whatever. <laughs> did COVID-19 increase the level of anxiety? Um, did you feel more hopelessness? Uh, or What were your initial feelings? Yeah, my initial feelings, um, and I hate to drop her name <laughs> in this, but like my bestie is Lily, and she always talks about um, the frozen place. And yeah. That so for the the frozen place for, for people which don't know is a place where you go into where you're just like frozen. You don't touch anything. You don't think about anything. You escape reality for a while. You like you you do everything but what you're supposed to be doing. You know, yeah. and that it's just like a total shutdown. And I think that's what happened to me. I. I didn't want to feel anything. I didn't want to feel despair. I didn't want to feel hopelessness. I didn't want to feel confused. I didn't want to feel like I'm grabbing onto control that I know I don't have. And so I just froze. And in that frozen place, so many things were happening. Um, The the lady from um, the American school, which is one of our... um, one of our residencies that we had at school, uh, she mm-hmm. called and she said, okay, guys, yeah, you know, you guys can't come anymore and, and we'll pay you, we're going to pay you for the days that you did come, which means that, and that money was the money that we're going to use to go to um, Cape Town. So it means now yeah. we have less money. And because of that less money, um, we, we might have to now, you know, use our own reserves to, to add money into that. And then there's the issue of, we haven't yet rehearsed. 
So sure. now we can't rehearse because that means going into spaces like free taxi rank and um, different like transport systems because we don't have cars, you know. Mm. Um, and then when you get to the rehearsal space, how safe is that going to be? Because the rehearsal space that we go to definitely has more than 100 people in those spaces at a time, sure. which is the Joe's yeah. Theatre, the Market Theatre, you know. So mm. that is put on hold. So I think, yeah, it, it definitely, it took me to the frozen place, but it didn't mean that I could stop interacting. So I was interacting from a very autopilot place. And yeah, um, yeah. after that, what had happened is after I sent all the emails and I had conversations with everybody, because I, I was heading up the, the, these projects, I was producing them for this half of the year. I yeah. just literally just, I just cried. I just, sure. I really just cried because... This was that year for me. This was the breaking mm. out of getting financial freedom, getting debt free, you know, <laughs> really going yeah. for it and being that person, you know. Yeah. So I, I did break down and I, I, feel, I feel like I'm constantly breaking down, but I'm still mm. within that frozen space. So I'm breaking down, but I don't know, almost like I'm watching myself breaking down, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So yeah, there's, there's definitely anxiety, but... It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost like a smidgen more than what I experience on a daily basis. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It, it's because sure. I, I realize that I'm constantly in a state of anxiety. You know, even huh. though I've, I've got these different skills and tools to suppress it, but I'm constantly in that state. Um, and yeah, it, it, I, I literally said if I did not have my family, if we did not yes. have a family home that is bought, Literally, yes. I I don't know where I would be right now. I don't know what I'd be sure. eating. I don't know. I probably, and I, you know, what I mean, I know my church would carry me. I know that. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel as comfortable in terms of my livelihood that I do right now because I know I'm mm. going to eat. I know that I'm safe. I know that I'm in a home, and yeah. Sure. Um, and I think with with all of that said, um. Mm. Just practically, just thinking through things. So, so the the gig that you have with the school mm. um, is there any? I mean, for somebody who's listening and they're thinking, or they're in the same situation, or they might not be in the same situation, but just to to kind of elaborate and help them understand better. Do you is is there like an insurance um, when you sign a contract with them, or it's like, yo, if you don't work, there's no pay. Um, what's what's the setup? Yeah, um, I think that's the most difficult part. There is no insurance. It sure. literally is from paycheck to paycheck, from day to day, from contract to contract. So yeah. there isn't anything stipulated in our contracts that, you know, if if a COVID-19 happens or if you are sick that day or, you know, if you are pregnant or, you know, whatever the case is, that there yeah. is some sort of reserves that you're going to get. Well, yeah, sure. we just don't have that luxury. And I know that a lot mm. of companies and people which have more stable jobs and are in more stable careers have that. Mm -hmm. They will get some sort of payment at the end of this month, you know. Yeah, um, yeah so, so I, we don't have that. And, and that means that, for instance, the lady who was working for me, she also now yeah. doesn't have that security in terms of a paycheck, you know, because sure. she comes in, she cleans the house, I pay her, but I pay mm. her I'm paid. So if I don't have work that week, she doesn't have work uh, that week. So uh, it's just become a, a, a ripple effect, you know? Mm. And um, yeah, we just don't, we just do not have that in South Africa. And it is, it is tough. 
because I know that there are some countries in the world, first world countries, where at least actors get a doll. You know, they do yeah. get some sort of income at the end of the month, like Holland and I think Ireland yeah. and possibly even like other European countries. You know, they, yeah, I think Germany they are well. sure that. So, no. Yeah. And, and so, I'm okay, but I know one of our group members is going to suffer. She's definitely sure. going to suffer. And that means all the reserves that we have for the movement right now automatically had to go to her. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I mean, I mean, you you said something very powerful there that you okay. Um, why why are you okay? What what reserves do you have? What practical means do you have? So if you're not if you're not gonna get income for the rest of the year from your business because you can't travel, you can't be in spaces where you can act. Uh, you can't go to the schools and teach. Um, what would happen? So if I'm a small business owner sitting here listening to this thing, and I'm like, "Yes, like how how are you okay?" Because I feel like we're in the same boat. Do you have tips for me to do stuff? Uh, do you have you know what I mean? Do you have plans, or is it purely just like, "Yo, I have a bunch of people looking after me." It's, um, I've and, got a bunch um, of people looking after me. In, in yeah. fact, not a bunch of people. I've got my mother who's taking care. Sure. And yeah, yeah. the only reason that she's okay is because she planned 10, 20 years ahead for times like this. Wow. So yeah. she has reserves constantly. And she has the pension that is coming in. And although it's tight, because, you know, she, she's in a tight spot. She is financially in a tight mm. spot. It's not tight to the point where she's at zero, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then my parents have paid off the house. So... Dope. So in, even if there's no electricity, even if we cannot maintain the actual home, the home will always yeah. be there, you know? Sure. And that's, that's, that's literally the only reason why I'm actually okay. And, and yeah, I just yeah. want to make it clear that, you know, um, it's not really different from everyday life because I've gotten into so many places, spots where I was just broke and I, I continue to be okay because my mother planned ahead. And it's something mm. which at the same time bothers me the most, that she mm. had to plan ahead for this or she finds herself in this situation when I really do feel like the role should be at least reversed at this point, you know? And it's yeah. not something that she makes me feel bad about or anything like that, but me, as myself, I genuinely yeah. wish the roles were reversed and that, you know, she could she could just live off me, yeah. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. that's yeah, what I want to say. So, yeah, and um, in terms of advice, I think, you know, the the thing right now to do isn't to, to constantly remind yourself of what the situation is, you know, mm. or wish for it to be something else. I think acceptance is important at this moment and, and also just remembering that as much as there's no uh, assurance that it's going to end, there's also no assurance that it's going to remain this way. You know, yeah, um, sure. things can change. Um, I've personally seen many times when God has turned around situations and mm. situations in health, situations financially, and there are just so many promises that God has made in terms of provision and that he's a safe house, and that he's our refuge, and that he will yeah. not um, abandon us in the Bible. And those are really the things that I think that people should be clinging on to at this moment, because 
there isn't anything practical that I can say to somebody that will rid them of the uncertainty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. There, there isn't anything practical. It's, I mean, I can't even say wear a mask or don't touch touch certain, you know, whatever. I, I can't say, hey, you know, um, go out to wherever and um, sing for whoever so that you can get money or act for whoever. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's nothing that I can yeah. actually say practically that you can do at this moment except for work on what, you were, what you've always wanted to work on in your business. You know, fine-tune mm, whatever mm. you already have going on. Do the things mm. that you wished that you could have done, but you just did not have any time to do. You know, yeah. get busy doing those things, even if that means working on yourself internally, you know, yeah. and, and then pray. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. Um, I, I heard somebody saying that this is a time for us to just focus on the weak areas in our businesses. So yep. if you're struggling in terms of marketing, maybe this is a time for you to just get a marketing book and read through that. Yep. Um, you know what I mean? If if you're struggling with, I don't know, like graphic designing or whatever, because I mean, most small businesses, we normally wear um, a million hats. You know what I mean? Like mm. one person wears a hundred hats. So, so it's time for you to master all the other hats that you hadn't had time to master. Um, so it would be good for people to kind of do that. But earlier on, earlier on, you mentioned that every day belongs to God. I thought that was a, a powerful statement. Yeah. Um, I think you can end us off with that note. Um, what hope can we find in that, uh, that every day belongs to God? You know, I mean, I said that statement, but I think I've only truly believed it now that COVID-19 mm. Has happened. I believe it in dribs and drabs, you know, and I think my, at the core, I do believe it. But I think for me, now that this has happened, what that means for me is that when I wake up, I shouldn't take anything for granted. Mm. I shouldn't take the fact that I am able to move around without any, any support, you know, the, the mm. fact that I am well in my body. The fact that my brain is operating at, at, in the way that it's operating and mm. the fact that I still have hope, you know, I don't think yeah. that that should be taken for granted. But also I think that they, they need to, I, I, I found that I need to acknowledge that everything that I'm doing starts and begins, I mean, starts and ends with God. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And yeah. it's made me to realize that what is actually important what do I actually want to do with my time? You know, sure. and how is this glorifying God? I've literally just had that thought in my mind for the past three yeah. days that because everything is so tight right now, there are certain things that I probably would have been doing that I'm not doing anymore because I realize that they're just not as important. Yeah. So I think that it's really doing everything that you know that God has been nudging you to do that perhaps you haven't been doing, but also just dedicating your days back to God and being so sensitive towards the Holy Spirit and and and, and the work of God within you. I think for me mm. that that's the biggest thing that a person can do right now. And this one is a tough one, but trying hard not to be self centered in this moment. You know what I'm sure. saying? And taking into sure. consideration the people which are probably really, really going through the most. You know, mm. in terms of mm. like you know, being in like 
impoverished environments and what does that mean for them and and seeing how you can help, even if that means literally praying about it every single day, you know, whatever the case is. But I yeah. think, yeah, dedicating your day to, to God and just really doing what you're supposed to be doing, not just doing mm. things because oh, there's tomorrow or there's this or there's that, you know? Sure, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Wow, that's that's really good, man. Um, thank you so much for your time. Thank, thank you for you. being very transparent. Thank you for being open and honest. Um, and it is in those spaces that people find hope, find courage. Because mm. if we we can be bare like that, uh, because we trust God, um, it demonstrates to others that they can trust the same God that we 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 trust. Yeah. Um. So, so we'll be praying for you. Uh, we'll be praying for the next couple of months. Um, and that you could continue believing that every day does indeed belong to God. Thank you so and much, and I'll also be praying for you guys. Thank you so much. Um, and so with that, we just want to wrap it up. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you very much for tuning in. Hopefully this was encouraging. Uh, we'll have a lot of other episodes just reporting on what's happening with COVID-19. Um, and we'll interview more people uh, just so that we, we stay connected and that we don't feel isolated in this, in this time. Um, Sunny, thank you uh, for that. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Blake. Cool, cool.